It's not just the temperatures that are hot. Prices are sizzling for groceries, gas, and yes, even for renting. Rents are rising across the country, up a record nearly 20% on average in two years. We'll talk about the impact of this on renters, and in a few moments, we'll also learn more about what landlords need to know. Here to break down where these rent increases are happening in Chicagoland and why is Albie Galoon, senior reporter on real estate for Crane Chicago Business. Welcome to Reset, Albie. Hi, Sasha. And we want to hear from you, too. Tell us, are you feeling the pinch? Is your rent going up or are you a landlord and you're charging more? Join the conversation by calling us now at 866 866- 915-WBEZ. Again, that's 866-915-WBEZ. So, Albie, what are you seeing, especially in downtown Chicago, when it comes to rent? Well, the downtown apartment market really got hit hard uh, in the early months of COVID, but it's uh, it's bounced back and pretty much regained everything that it lost. I mean, occupancies are high again. Rents uh, in the most recent quarter hit record highs. Um, so it's really regained what it lost and, and even more. So it's uh, if you're a landlord right now, it's um, these are pretty good times. Yeah, so so you said record highs. Give me some examples. What are you seeing? Well, um, you know, for uh, rents are right now, the, um, the Class A rent is uh, $3.55 per square foot. So you know, if you multiply, like you know, take a fictitious uh, one thousand square foot apartment, and you're mm-hmm. looking at you know thirty five, thirty six hundred dollars there. Yeah, that's up nineteen percent from a year earlier. So it's you know, and we're talking about um, you know high rise apartments in newer downtown office buildings, and that's really where the market has been quite hot over the last year or so. I see. What about in the burbs? What's happening there? You know, you, we're seeing. Um, Similar things in the burbs, too. I mean, rents are up. The median net suburban rent is up 17% through the first quarter. And um, interestingly, the suburban market fared pretty well during COVID. It didn't really, it didn't plunge in the way that the downtown market did in 2020. And it's, you know, it was going along pretty steadily. And then this year, it's just been really, really strong. So rents are way up. There's no data available for for neighborhoods outside of the loop. Why not? Well, you know, it's just it's just hard to get good data. Let's put it that way. Um, and and part of that is um, when we report on the market, um, we, you know, we get our data from a firm called Integra Realty Resources, and you know, a lot of that data caters to large institutional investors that own and invest in larger, more expensive apartment buildings. And so it's it's for that part of the market, really. And, you know, you can get data on mom and pop, uh, you know, uh, landlords in, in the in the neighborhoods, but it's just it's just not quite as reliable. Yeah. Well, talk more about the major drivers, Albie, of these high prices, uh, both downtown and in the burbs. Well, it's I have to say it's a little bit of a head scratcher because um, you know it, we haven't seen this before. Really, these these increases are unprecedented. But the main driver of the apartment market is the job market. That really drives demand for apartments. So mm-hmm. when companies are hiring, you get more people moving into the Chicago area. You get young professionals moving out of 
their, the, you know, the homes they grew up in, moving out of their proverbial parents' basement, and um, and getting a place of their own. So there's household formation. Then you also get more um, apartments who maybe are more more tenants who had doubled up or tripled up going out and getting their own places because they're better off financially. And so yeah. right now the job market is strong. So that's probably the biggest reason that the um, that the apartment market is doing so well. And a reminder, listeners, we'd love to hear from you too. Talk to us about whether you're feeling this pinch as well. Has your rent gone up? Are you a landlord who's now having to, you know, charge more, trying to to manage the burden of inflation. Our number is 866-915-WBEZ. Again, 866-915-WBEZ. Albie, why isn't um, construction keeping pace with this demand? Well, there's a lag time with construction. So when the market gets strong, rents are high, occupancies are high, you know, developers kick into gear, and it there, so it takes some time though to deliver their buildings, especially when you're building, you know, twenty, thirty, forty story high rises. That can take anywhere from eighteen to twenty four months, or even longer. And yeah. so, um, right now, I should say, developers right now are delivering buildings that they started in, say, um, twenty twenty, early twenty twenty. And, you know, back then there wasn't much, there weren't many developers breaking ground. So that's why we're not seeing, there's this little supply, this imbalance between supply and demand, because those projects, um, there just weren't that many projects that were started about two years ago. How do these numbers here in in Chicagoland fit in nationally? This is a pretty broad national trend. I mean, we're seeing pretty strong numbers across the country, especially in major metro areas. So I don't know that Chicago is really that out of the ordinary. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I'd say it's pretty typical. It's fitting right in. So I'm hearing we're in a, a landlord's market. What does that mean exactly? Well, that means landlords have pricing power and they can hike rents. And so, uh, you know, they're going to push rents as much as they can, um, uh, you know, as much as the market will bear. And that's what tenants have to pay. It's a competitive market. So it really comes down to supply and demand. And right now they have the upper hand. I'm curious, how do landlords set prices? Well, it's it's really, um, you know, because it is a competitive market, you, landlords are, um, you know, price takers. And that is they, they really have to price their apartments um, at an appropriate level to fill up their building. So if they try to push rents too much, um, you know, their occupancy is going to go up. I'm sorry, their vacancy is going to go up. Their occupancy is going to go down. So um, they're constantly trying to figure out, you know, what's the right balance? How much can I increase rents without losing customers, without Mm -hmm. losing tenants? And so that's really how it works. You know, we talked about your reporting and how these uh, these rents are um, skyrocketing downtown. But how are our renters actually responding? Are are they choosing to actually stay put despite that? Um, are they going elsewhere? I, well, it's it's a very good question because uh, you would think that rent gets get high enough and the renters are, uh, you know, renters are going to move somewhere else. And I think we are, uh, I don't have great evidence to back this up, but uh, it's mainly anecdotal, but 
you know, I think you are probably seeing a migration of renters, and we should see this if rents keep rising, especially downtown, to, um, you know, buildings on the outskirts of downtown, less expensive buildings. So, you know, if you live in a Class A building in downtown Chicago and your rent goes up 15, 20 percent, you say, I can't afford that. What are your options? Um, you can move into a Class A building, say, in Lincoln Park or, uh, you know, uh, somewhere, somewhere, you know, five, five, 15, 20 minutes away from downtown Chicago. You pay less, but you still get a pretty nice apartment. This is Reset. I'm Sasha Ann Simons. If you're just tuning in, I'm talking with Albie Galoon, who's real estate reporter for Crane's Chicago Business. Um, we are talking about rent increases in downtown and suburban Chicago this year. Um, and uh, we want to hear from you, too. So remember, call us at 866-915-WBEZ if you want to join this conversation. We've got Jennifer on the west side on the line with us now. Hi, Jennifer. Welcome to Reset. Hi there. Thank you for taking my call. Sure. What uh, what do you want to add to the conversation? Are you a landlord or are you a renter? I am. I'm a landlord and I have a three unit building basically on division by Pulaski. And the neighborhood has changed quite a bit in the last, you know, two, three years for good. I'm, I'm very happy about that. But I wanted to add a few things about the increase in rent. I currently rent to two Section 8 uh, tenants, which is helpful. Um, but, you know, they, the tenants that I was getting, and not just because they're Section 8 tenants, but just tenants in general, they have a very high expectation when they go into a property. So if you just have, like, regular countertops and if you don't have a um, a dishwasher, I mean, tenants ex- have high expectations. They want nice granite or, you know, they, they want the dishwasher. They want the nice uh, amenities within yeah. a building. So you're having to constantly upgrade. That's one issue. But another issue is the high cost of uh, the electric bill. My electric bill has doubled. My gas bills have almost doubled. Mm, I so you've had no choice but to, to raise the rent, is what you're saying. That is correct. Yeah. yeah. And also the amenities, because if you want a tenant, they're going to look at it and say, well, we don't we don't want just a regular countertop. I mean, seriously, I've had people come in and, and tell me that. Yeah. They want granite. They their expectations are high. Yeah. No, I, I hear you. Thank you for sharing that uh, that perspective, Jennifer. Appreciate your call. So, Albie, before I let you go here, how long are, are these high prices expected to last? Well, it really depends on the economy. And, um, you know, we've, we've heard a lot of recession talk. And, you know, if the economy were to go into a recession or slow down, as it seems to be doing, you know, I think that that would probably – cool off the apartment market ultimately because, you know, it does, as I said before, it does come down to jobs. So um, you could see, you could see uh, some flattening out and, uh, you know, I'm not going to say a decline in rents, but if we do go into recession, that's when you'd see a change. Albie Galoon is real estate reporter for Crane Chicago Business. Thank you so much, Albie. Thanks, Sasha. Good to be with you. Let's turn now to John Bartlett, who is executive director of the Metropolitan Tenants Organization. Welcome, John. Uh, Thank you for having me, Sasha. So I understand that you've actually been getting an influx of calls over the past few months from from tenants who are being 
charged higher rent. What kinds of things are they saying to you? What are you hearing? Well, first off, we're hearing large rent increases, $100, $200 rent increases. And these are not in downtown. These are basically out in the community and all that. And they are really more than uh, people can afford. And, and secondly, many are complaining that the landlord hasn't actually done anything, that they actually still have repairs in their unit that they're asking for, and they're not getting fixed. And yet the landlords are raising the rent and they're just wondering, how can that be? Yeah. Well, how many more calls would you say you're getting? Well, we are getting from pre-pandemic from 2019 more than double the uh, number of calls. So things are rather stable, you know, up to 2019. And then uh, last year we started seeing an increase, and this year uh, the increases beyond that. So that, you know, more than double the calls from pre-pandemic. Yeah. Would you say that uh, they're coming from certain parts of the city? These calls, they are coming from the different communities, South Side, West Side, even North Side, up in Rogers Park, and all that. So they are coming from all over. I mean, we primarily serve uh, lower income renters of color. That's who primarily calls our hotline. So that's who's calling and complaining about this. Yeah. So how how is talk more about how this is affecting them? So this is this is tough. What what are they having to do? What what options are they left with? Well, you know, moving is a is not just not so easy because moving actually costs quite a bit of money. You know, it costs anywhere from two to six or seven thousand dollars just to move an apartment. So, uh, and and just apartment prices are going up in general. So many of them are having to just go oh stay or they you know they try looking around and. Yeah. You know, and and try to find something that maybe is a little better. But, you know, that's difficult right now, especially if you're looking at the lower income side of the market where there's just not sufficient housing. Are you seeing an increase in evictions then? We, there there have been an increase in evictions in the past. Uh, I think since January, we started to see a larger increase uh, in the number of evictions and tenants threatened with evictions. Yeah. And now that's once again gone at same numbers as pre-pandemic, you know, before they put the eviction moratorium in. Well, let's uh, hear from a caller who wants to join the conversation, John. Here is Tori in the loop. Hi, Tori. Welcome to Reset. Hi. So how is this situation working out for you? Are you feeling the pinch of the, of the rent rent prices right now? Sure. Yeah. So I'm a Chicago public teacher, and I live in the loop, and our rent went up. We can't get repairs. It's kind of the thing you're talking about. And I'm listening to the other lady who came on and said, you know, um, tenants have high expectations of the amenities. Well, my thought process is I'm paying way more than I would pay for a mortgage on a home that would be way bigger than this if I were in the burbs, but as a teacher can't live in the burbs. Mm -hmm. And so we do have a high expectation because we're paying so much money. And I feel like landlords are not funneling that money back into the property since we've got a list of repairs that have not been done despite multiple requests, right? And they're charging these really, really extravagant rents. So what is the reason for that? Yeah, good question. Good question, Tori. Thank you for, for sharing. I'm sure there's a lot of folks who uh, who agree with your perspective there. Appreciate your call. Uh, John, um, you know, a touchy, touchy subject, as you, you know, you're hearing these stories 
um, day after day from folks reaching out to your organization. Um, folks listening to us right now might be wondering about rent control, too, but uh, there's a, a state law that prohibits rent control here in Chicago. Um, there have been efforts to lift the ban. So can you tell us a bit more about that? Um, well, th- certainly th- uh, that is a, a campaign that we've been supporting is to lift the ban because certainly there does need to be some sort of price stabilization on rental units that you just can't expect tenants to pay more and more. I mean, 20% of tenants are paying half of their income to rent. And you know that that is just unsustainable for tenants because something's going to happen where they're going to have to end up where they won't be able to pay the rent. So Mm -hmm. we really need to figure out how do we create more affordable housing so that people can actually then start building some net worth and net assets and all that. Because right now, you know, with rent so high, it is impossible for tenants to create any wealth at all because it's all going to rent and something that they're not really getting back. Because I I agree with the caller before that lots of tenants are, are just complaining you know, rents are going up, but they're really not getting any more services. That mm-hmm. they're not, buildings aren't getting fixed. The repairs you know, aren't almost, happening. Yeah. yeah, it almost seems like there's a bit of gouging happening from our perspective. That you know, it's like landlords can raise the rent, and they are, even though their prices and they are not going up, they're just raising it on. Uh, principle because they can. Yeah. Well, John, let's hear from one more caller who's standing by. Here's Lee in Chicago. Hi, Lee. Welcome to Reset. Hi. Thanks for having me on. What are your thoughts? Um, my thoughts is that housing providers' costs are skyrocketing. Um, we're seeing it in everything from supply chain to utilities. But the biggest cost that uh, housing providers face is property taxes. Go on YouTube right now, and the ads that run before the video are Fritz Kage's platform for running, and they specifically target, quote, wealthy downtown landlords and how we need to shift the tax burden there. I respectfully disagree with the, the current um, commentator that it, it's it's not a matter of gouging. Prices are going up extraordinarily rapidly for housing providers the biggest cost property taxes are going through the roof and it is being passed through to the residents. I I understand that they would feel gouged, but profit margins have to be maintained on these buildings in order for it to be a business to provide housing in the first place. And it's, it's, it's all related. Thanks for your call, Lee. John, do you have a response to that? Well, I would say one, you know, what is a fair profit margin would be my first question. And secondly, you know, when, if we're getting tenants that are calling with $200 rent increases and that's going throughout the building. So let's say that's, you know, if it's a 20 unit building, that, that means, you know, 20 times, uh, what, 200, that's uh, $4,000 a month. Property taxes are not going up that much. You know, the mortgage, interests are haven't even gone up and, and we get landlords are saying oh well the the mortgage everything's going up they are just not going up as quickly yeah. as the rents and in fact rents are the increase in rents are outpacing the rest of inflation well tell so, me this uh, if if a landlord does have to increase the rent how much notice 
is that uh, landlord required to give a tenant tenant before well, doing so? It, it depends on how long the renter has been in the unit. If they've been in there less than six months, they're only required to give a 30-day notice. If they've been in there between six months and three years, they're required to give a 60-day notice of a rent increase. And if they've uh, been in for uh, more than uh, three months, they have to give a 120-day notice. Interesting. And that's oftentimes not happening. And tenants should really make sure that they uh, put these requests in writing to the landlord and let them know what the law is. Because it was a, a recent law passed in, uh, I believe, 2020 that changed these uh, the yeah. rental notice guidelines. We'll have to leave it there. That's John Bartlett, Executive Director of the Metropolitan Tenants Organization. Thank you, John. Thank you. Want more context on the top issues of the day? Find the podcast, WBEZ's Reset, wherever you listen.